Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Well, hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of Educated. I am Katie Patrick as always and as always I'm joined by Mr. David Fiorazzo. Welcome. Cheers. Cheers. All right, well listen up everyone. Very serious. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. One one sleep away is the last day to enroll in Freedom Project Academy's live courses for our K-12 Judeo-Christian Classical Online School. We've been talking about it and talking about it and still talking about it. And we are in the final moments for you to get your children into our school so your kids can actually get an education. We would love for you to join us this fall. Your child can enroll full-time or maybe just one class or two classes. Simply visit freedomforschool.com to begin the enrollment enrollment process again it's freedom for for school.com again again and again one more time tomorrow friday july 21st is the deadline one more time una vez mas all right friends it's once again that special time of the week to check in with mr alex newman to see what he has to share for us with us this week hey alex thanks guys great to be here and so uh this is, I, I think, a really important story because I think it provides a model for other communities. So uh, deep in Washington state, there's a little town called Arlington, and uh, it's kind of not too far from uh, some of the more liberal bastions, including Seattle. But um, the town is putting up some really significant resistance. You have this massive grassroots effort by pastors and parents and community leaders to try to protect children from this uh, LGBT pride, whatever they're having. And they're going to have a drag show to sexualize the the, the town's kids. Uh, truly insane. But uh, they were going to hold it in early June, but they got so much pushback from community leaders, uh, pastors, and uh, uh, including even uh, some officials, uh, retired and former, went to the mayor and and urged her to try to stop this. So uh, the, the deadline ended up getting pushed back. They they told the organizers that they were going to need to hire their own security, that they were going to need to have insurance and all the rest of it. So uh, now it got pushed back to July 22nd. So that's coming up soon. But um, this little town of about 20,000 people has been blanketed by uh, these incredible flyers and brochures that were put together by uh, opponents of this agenda. You can see some of them here. Um, really, really powerful stuff. Uh, drag queens grooming your children, um, you know, urging uh, parents, urging businesses to, to keep the kids away. Uh, you've got pastors urging their congregations. And, and actually, they, uh, these activists distributed thousands of these flyers. Uh, they went door to door in a lot of the neighborhoods there and distributed these flyers showing people what was going to be happening at this pride parade. Now, one of the things that I think is especially nefarious is that they're advertising this pride parade as a family friendly. Uh, they're, they're using uh, images of happy little bears at campfires and rainbows. And, uh, oh, it just looks so fun. The theme is actually uh, camp. So they've got camp director. And of course, it's a guy uh, dressed in a, as a freakish caricature of a woman. Um, and, and they are planning to do these drag shows in front of kids. Uh, so actually, I, I heard about this through uh, state senator, former state senator Val Stevens. Uh, she used to be the Senate leader there in Washington. She um, wonderful lady. She served on the board of directors for uh, ALEC nationally, the, uh, the uh, Association of Legislators. And uh, she's helping to lead the opposition to this. She, she described it as a campaign to keep children safe from the seduction by provocateurs who would steal their innocence. 
And uh, so she, uh, I spoke with her uh, on the phone yesterday, and she sent me some comments by email. Uh, she says a lot of the people in the town are, are really upset. They're taking action. Uh, in fact, they've got several major businesses in town that have agreed, uh, you know, and they're going to forego a lot of money because there's going to be a lot of people in downtown that day. But uh, they've agreed to keep their doors closed on July 22nd, uh, partly to allow their employees to, uh, as, as she explains, escape exposure to the perversion. Um, she's also calling for uh, the drag queens here to be uh, subjected to a background check uh, prior to being given access to children. Um, really, really serious stuff that's going on here, folks. Uh, she she said uh, in, a, in a statement to me that the exhibit of males pretending to be female and acting out descriptions of ultimate sexual acts, normal or perverted, before children is depraved and unacceptable. Uh, such adaptations of debauched displays before children is a snare of the fowler who would place unnatural images in the minds of children, and this will not be endured. Uh, and, you know, what she's saying here is, is, is very clear, right? Once these kids see these horrific sexualized images, you know, they, they, those images don't leave their mind. That's going to be there forever. Um, and they'll be thinking about it. It'll be in the back of their mind forever. Uh, it's just horrific. And of course, that's one of the goals of the organizers, right? Try to corrupt these children uh, as much as possible. So Val Stevens also sent a letter to uh, the the mayor of the town uh, saying that families deserve to be ex uh, protected from this exploitation of children. Uh, children des deserve to be safe from seduction by deviants. And so uh, she asked that they not allow men pretending to be women to perform these uh, sexualized activities in the town square. But uh, what is being uh, uh, reported in Arlington, you know, I think this could be a model for, for other cities, for other communities that want to push back on this. We're already seeing at the state level, a lot of Republican states taking action to uh, protect children, to protect families from this sort of horror. Uh, in fact, uh, in Florida, uh, several communities were able to be spared of these pride parades because they passed a law protecting children from sexualized drag performances. And these uh, uh, LGBT pride activists said, well, if we can't dance half naked in front of the kids, we don't want to come. Well, good. Don't come. Okay, uh, and you know they're saying that this is free speech, that this is First Amendment protected. That is total baloney, right? That you have no First Amendment free speech right to uh, show your genitalia to children, to to do drag shows in front of children. There's there's no First Amendment right to do that. I don't care what rogue federal courts and the ACLU and uh, child groomers might say about it. There's no First Amendment right to do that. Uh, society has an obligation, in fact, to protect children from perverts and sexual activity. So I, I believe it's time for state and local governments to do their job and stop tolerating this madness, especially with respect to children. Thanks, guys. Well, the gender surrender agenda has become a well-oiled machine as it plows through major institutions in America. Since it was really difficult to pick just one story to discuss this week, we're going to look at these five jaw-dropping headlines. First, let's start in Seattle, where public schools offer free sex change services to students as young as 13, and there's more, without telling parents. In Michigan, Democrats pass a new bill that could make using wrong pronouns a felony, resulting in prison time or a fine of $10,000. The NIH has granted $3.3 million for Boston Children's Hospital to promote gender transitions to out-of-state minors. In Texas, a biology professor claims he was fired for teaching sex is determined by chromosomes X and Y. And finally, a federal judge in Wisconsin orders the school district there to let trans-identifying student use the girls' restroom. 
And the hits just keep on coming. I'm David Fiorazzo, and this is Christ and Culture. Okay, so let's start out on the West Coast, where the largest government school district in Washington is referring children to a few so-called health and wellness centers to receive free, quote, gender-affirming care. What could go wrong? <laughs> if, you're in, if you're a middle schooler, a high schooler, uh, Seattle Public Schools, you can get hormone-blocking medications as well as referrals for sex change surgeries, and your parents don't need to know. Washington does not require parental consent for various treatments on children, including for STDs and everything that falls under gender-affirming care. Last year, the post-millennial revealed that the district saw an astounding 853% increase in students identifying as non-binary. That's in just three years. Now let's go over to Michigan where HB 4474 was passed, and according to reports, it could make it a felony to intimidate someone, how? By intentionally using the wrong gender pronouns or causing them to feel threatened by words. I wish I was making this up. The bill specifically targets, quote, disrespectful acts such as intentional misgendering, end quote. Offenders are uh, guilty of a felony punishable by imprisonment for not more than five years or by a fine of not more than $10,000. The bill specifically addresses sexual orientation and gender identity or expression as protected classes. The radical legislation is clearly unconstitutional, but when has that ever stopped the left? If the Michigan Senate approves the bill, Governor Gretchen Whitmer will likely sign it. Elections have consequences. Next, the NIH, the National Institute of Health, under the Biden administration, has given over $14 million of taxpayer funds for eight project grants, specifically focusing on people who identify as transgender. Nearly $7 million of that is geared specifically for minors. Last year, Boston Children's Hospital was exposed in a scandal when the public found out they were pushing and performing gender transition, in quote, surgeries on children as young as 13. The hospital raked in a $3.3 million grant from the NIH to build a pro-transgender website and a training program targeting children in other states. The grant actually began in September of 2021 and will end August 31 of this year. Let's go down to Texas, where a biology professor for the past 20 years says his lessons on chromosomes, human biology, and sex led to his dismissal. Dr. Johnson Varkey taught the same lessons for 20 years, facts about the human reproductive system, and he never had any issues until he received a notice of dismissal. Varkey inquired about any complaints, but HR at St. Philip's College in San Antonio, Texas, didn't respond. Instead, he received a letter of termination and was told some of the complaints were offensive to the homosexuals and transgenders. First, Liberty is handling his case, and they insist the professor's speech is not only backed by science and his religious beliefs, but is protected under the First Amendment. We'll see how that case goes. We were once a healthy society in which free speech was protected 
People could voice their opinions. They could disagree with government. And we could have respectful uh, debates of ideas, but not anymore. Finally, let's go to Wisconsin. A leftist judge ruled in a Milwaukee area school district they'll be forced to allow male students to use the girls' restroom and locker room if they claim, I mean, identify as female. The Mukwanago area school district can no longer enforce its recent policy that would have protected young girls and banned students from using bathrooms of the opposite sex. The mother of an 11-year-old boy who identifies as a girl, filed the lawsuit on behalf of her son, and one judge's decision now blocks the entire district from, from keeping him out of the girls' bathroom. So gender confusion has become a massive issue for concerned parents, as we've seen outrage, disgust, more families either removing their children from public schools or weighing in on bathroom policies at public school board meetings. Back in March, by the way, I referred to this as the most programmed generation in history. Remember, as of last year, approximately 300,000 minors between 13 and 17 years old identified as transgender. This is tragic. So the trans train has become an unstoppable locomotive and it's steaming through our culture. Two of its primary purposes are population control, and the subjugation of America. Think about it. And remember, the issue is never the issue. The issue is the revolution. God bless you and keep speaking the truth about things that matter. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D educated. Support this show and a great American company. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Duke Show. I am Dr. Duke, and I am joined today by Dr. Jake Jacobs. Jake, how are you? Great, Duke. Always glad to be here in studio with you. Have you live, right? <laughs> oh, I love being here. Yes, sir. It's, a, it's an honor and a pleasure. Yes, yes, I agree. Reciprocated. So we have some stories for you coming at today and the teachers unions. I mean, is there a more vile union in this country, Jake, than the teachers union? No, uh, and, the and the sad part is, is the power that they yeah. actually have. Yeah. It's destroying our country. It's destroying our kids. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would surrender all other unions to what yeah. they want to get rid of that one. That's how bad an influence this is. And so we have spent a lot of time on this show exposing you in graphic ways uh, how bad the books, the, the things that your kids are reading, the LGBTQ uh, influence into the public schools. So the National Education Association, the NEA, the, the NEA, the largest teachers group union in the country, is now recommending that the teachers who are off on summer break read the, the, the filth that there are, is already in many of these libraries, books like 
Gender Queer. And if you forget about this book, this, this is probably the poster child for grooming. It is written by Maya Kababe, who is just a complete piece of work. We'll see a, a clip from her in a moment. But this is the one that has the pedophilia in it, has young people performing oral sex on each other and with adults, adult sex, adult, adult boy sex being pictured in images, uh, actual graphic images. It's unbelievable that they would recommend this book to their teachers teachers is 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 not just enough to groom the kids but to groom the teachers to defend books like this for the kids let's take a look at the video and i'll i'll turn it over to jake for some commentary my name is maya kobabe i am the author of gender queer a memoir i do not take the critique personally in the sense that i think the people saying negative things about my book are correct or that it is a valid uh statement about the quality of my work but I do take it personally as a citizen of this country who believes in free speech and believes in the freedom of information and who worked in libraries for 10 years and is a huge supporter and lover of libraries. And I think that an attack on libraries, an attack on free speech is an attack on every single American citizen, myself included. So I take it very personally in the sense that I feel like I am seeing the freedoms of our country being degraded. Um, but I do not take it personally in that I think that I have written a bad book. You know what, Maya? Maya, you know what? You know, you've been a librarian. What does that count for, Maya? And Maya, uh, you're, you're, you're ignoring the whole pedophilia thing, right? No one cares what books are in your library. Nobody cares what you read. But when you took, take your filth into the public schools and present it to little kids, do you not see a problem, Jake? Because she surely doesn't. Now, it's interesting. This Maya Kobe, she calls herself E-M or er, okay? She goes by a general neutral, uh, neutral pronouns. She says she's asexual, but I got to tell you something. She said something in another video I watched. She calls herself Arrow Flux or Ace Flux. So please bear with me real quick here. So I went to look this up. Arrow Flux is someone who fluctuates between experiencing romantic attraction romantic attraction and not experiencing it and or experiencing romantic attraction to different strengths. Ace flux is someone who's experiencing experiences of sexual attraction fluctuate. They may grow through periods of asexuality and periods of experiencing sexual attraction. The strength of their attraction could also fluctuate going through phases of weakness and intensity. Can, can I boil that down to one sentence? What? Sometimes you're horny, sometimes you're not. Is that it? Sometimes I feel it? like a nut. No, you're yes, absolutely exactly. right. And it's interesting. She said she belonged, She was a librarian. Well, it's not a coincidence that the ALA, the American Libraries Association, it, 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 the new head of the American Libraries Association is Emily Dobrinsky. She's a graduate of Columbia University School of Education, right? She actually calls herself a Marxist queer lesbian, and she says, I am a political activist to make sure we ban books by conservatives and Christians, so the ALA just banned Kurt Cameron's book, Pride Comes Before the Fall. But when uh, a great governor like DeSantis says, look, we don't want pornographic books for little kids in our schools, he's called a fascist canceller for doing such a thing. Well, I don't know if you saw this because, Jake, I just noticed this yesterday. The Montana Library Association yes. has now cut ties. This is why yep. I brought this up yeah, because exactly. they did research in the ALA and yep. they said it's, it's full of Marxists. I'll tell you, and we've said this before on the show. But you think the public schools are bad, the teachers are bad, 
the the librarians in public schools, you think they're bad? The National Library Associations are much worse. They are much, much more underhanded, deceptive liars. Uh, they are uh, sneaking books in. in. Sheboygan, Wisconsin, about six months ago, we find out that the principal himself didn't know what was being snuck into the library by the librarian. And when she was found out, she literally stole back the books, put them in her trunk and hid them so she wouldn't get into trouble. This Maya Kolbabe, she said at one point, she goes, look, if you're banning these books from libraries, she goes, what about the kids that are going through the trans queer uh, time period in their lives? Because we don't want their conservative parents actually seeing these books so they can go to the library where they can clandestine, clandestinely actually read these great books like Gender Queer, where it talks about oral sex and masturbation and all these things. There they have the freedom. They have the freedom so their parents can't catch them and stop them from being involved in this. This is arguably the greatest lie in a country of liars on the left right now. The, the argument that uh, all the other lies that we the FBI can't figure out where that cocaine came from, right? Uh, all the great lies of this country, perhaps the most dangerous one is this, that wanting to keep bad books and age-inappropriate books away from children is book banning, is anti-free speech, is anti-American, when scumbags, and because that's what she is, Maya Kobaba, right? She, and I'm going to oh, say that. You mean E-M. Right, you, you M. Didn't, you no, said. no, she. She, right? <laughs> she said in her interview that she doesn't take it personal, so we'll call her what she is, a progressive scumbag. You're, you're triggering me right now. Well, yeah, yeah. If I had a gun, we'd be triggering a lot of things right now. Uh, it, but, is, it, is, it, it is just a complete lying cop-out is what you, it you is. You know, she says, she goes, well, look, maybe, you know, we can question the age appropri uh, appropriateness of this. She goes, but I had my period. Now, this is she talking. When I was 11, and I was wondering if maybe I was something that, that, than what I was born as, and she goes, so I'm saying that I think we should, you know, maybe 12, 13 years old where they could be learning about masturbation and oral sex and everything else. So she is saying, in essence, I'll make it for older kids, but, you know, we really do need it for the younger kids. Notice what happens. She goes through her period, which is a very traumatic period for many young girls. Notice what the real warfare is. The warfare is against biology itself. Somehow now, and in her book, she, she, she suggests this as well, uh, that when women go through the natural puberty cycle, uh, and when they are at their most vulnerable, the most unsure of their own femininity because of what's happening to them, uh, the trauma, the moderate trauma that most young girls experience, that's when lurking ghouls like Maya Kobaba, she's right, hovering over them, trying to drag them into a different she's reality. She's a predator. Yep. A grooming predator. You're right. Yeah. There is much more to talk about, but for the rest of the story, check out the full episode of The Dr. Duke Show. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like The Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready.
All right, friends, companies around the world are focused on how they can better support the physical and mental wellness of their employees and prevent burnout. So for years, we've seen companies offering perks like gym memberships, but one company is running the extra mile by offering extra pay to work out at work. That's right, Nutrition Solutions is a meal prep company, and every Wednesday and Friday they offer free workout classes before the day gets started. In fact, the CEO, Chris Cavallini, thinks exercise is so important to his employees' overall physical and mental health that he pays with dollars anyone who shows up as if they are actually on the clock at whatever it is that their hourly rate is. Whoa. Now, essentially, the sessions can be thought of as overtime for personal and financial gain, with employees having the autonomy to go as often or as little as they'd like. Now, exercise range from body weight, calisthenics, outdoor runs, even mental toughness training, <laughs> like, ah, the body plunges in the ice water. Have you ever had a nice bath? No. Ooh. On average, 40 employees attend each workout session. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. I think we should implement that around here. I'm just, I'm, I'm just advocating for it just a little bit. So health incentives. Health incentives. Yeah. I, mental, when we talk about mental health and people always talk about mental health and mental health is very important, but the, the, when you, there's a connotation now with, when you use mental health, there's like yeah. a stigma put with it. This is one way to help your entire workforce well, help and not cure, but in, enhance their mental health. In a well, very productive way. It's physical health. You can't really remove mental health from your physical health because it affects your body, your mind, you know, it's, Everything. it's the whole, the whole and, person. Yeah. And, and again, this is me, the, the one who goes to the gym and loves all this stuff. But I go with a group workout. Like do I do you? group workouts, huh. kind of like what they're talking about. Okay. There is definitely a difference between someone who works out independently in a maybe a gym setting, but all by themselves versus someone who you work out next to each other. You're, you're kind of suffering together in terms of huh. getting your physical body better, but that increases your mental capacity and your ability uh, to, to, I guess, better yourself just overall. And if it's, you're doing this with your coworkers- it's motivation too. There's motivation, there's connection in that, that is beyond like, oh, we're gonna have donuts today as a kumbaya, we love working together. You sweat next to someone, like you, you're, you see them in a different light, in a different capacity, their ability to mentally push themselves past whatever physical struggles they're going through, that gives you a whole new respect for that person next to it. And, and there, there's a lot to be said about that group mentality. And you're gonna have more willpower to say no to those donuts. Exactly, that right? too. So that there's, there's the physical, there's the mental, and, and the incentive, yes, financially, yeah. I, you're gonna get more long-term employees. Yeah, you're gonna get more long-term and lo just longevity out of that person. Yeah. And maybe your overall health insurance <laughs> deductibles and all that will go down. Hey, that'd be yeah, amazing, wouldn't it be? I would think it would be. All right, well, that's it for Educated this week. Don't forget, you have to sign up for Freedom Project Academy by tomorrow. <laughs> you have tonight's sleep. That's it. Then tomorrow. So, David. Yes. Did you have a good week? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Was it a Gouda week? A cheese uh, story. Cheesy. Mm -hmm. That's just cheesy. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. It's more like an Asiago mozzarella Ooh. sharp cheddar. Ooh. Put it all together. You get some like Kobe Jack in there. Yeah. Just do, there's so many cheeses. All right. For Katie and myself, thanks for watching, listening, sharing, and supporting the show. And until next week, stay educated, America. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. 
Makeup and Hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.